tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Oh, yeah. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac extravaganza pulling out of the station. Uh, apologies for yesterday. <laughs> Things happen, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, when you go to church during the week, you never know what will happen, Mark. (laughs) Yeah, especially if you've got to travel the interstate for any distance. And that's that's the thing. I get this text. Early yesterday morning, I wake up, I get this text from Dave that has come in like well after 9 o'clock the night before, and I didn't hear it go off, you know? He stopped on the interstate in this huge traffic backup late at night doesn't yep. know when he's going to be home actually shut down yeah it's yep. all shut down so we yep. just kind of we sort of called an audible and said all right no show tomorrow <laughs> so yep. and that's one of the benefits of of being uh, old like us you know we just make that call but <laughs> yeah you know, bottom line being the bottom line yep. um church of the highlands christmas program is one of the most incredible things um that one will see and i finally figured out the secret to highlands mark oh um, yes, I did believe it or not. And, um, here, you know, church of the highlands, um, we actually had, uh, pastor Chris Hodges on our show mm, uh, ago, back yeah. when the church first started, when they first started and we're meeting at uh, mountain brook middle school and, uh, Chris came on the air. We'd been on the air, you know, uh, I don't, it was, it's 2000, I think was the year that they started, you know, and they were having their first Easter program. And asked if they could come on the air to talk about it. I said, absolutely, come on. That's how we met Chris back in 2000. Yeah. Oh, my word, Mark. And uh, 22 years later, it is the largest church in the state of Alabama with multiple campuses all across the state. Mm-hmm. I think 48,000 weekly worshipers. And yeah. Anyway, bottom line, the Christmas program they do, you know, they have campuses all over the place. Uh, Mark and I are both members. Uh, we both go to Highlands, but we don't go to the same campus. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was amazed at how they pulled that off just straight up, you know, yeah. how they do the different things, yeah. <laughs> but they do a Christmas program. And I had gone in years past to a uh, campus near our house, you know, and, and it was wonderful, mm. but Hannah really wanted to go to Grant's mill. She wanted to go to the main campus and watch the Christmas program. So she made plans and said, we're going Tuesday night, whatever. All right, great. You know? So we did. And it was during the course of this incredible program where all I could think of is God has blessed people <laughs> with talent, yeah. you know, beyond what I understand. I mean, Mark, just incredible. Yeah. But anyway, I'll, it, it's a great program. It's still, a, you know, you can still go see it uh, between now and, and Christmas. And I, I think, well, I imagine um, this time tomorrow, our temperature is going to be in the teens. Oh, yeah. Uh, single di- and single digits for some. So mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's going to get out, you know. Usually, um, on the night of Festivus, you know, people go out and uh, they celebrate Festivus in their own special way. And yeah, I got a right. feeling people are going to be indoors tomorrow night. We're all going to be indoor cats tomorrow night, you know? Yep. Yep. That's right. But anyway, <laughs> I'll fill you in on, I actually have the secret to Highlands coming up next on Ooh, the Market Mac show. Okay. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Market Mac show. And I'm going to jump right into this, Mark. I okay. told you I had... I figured out Highlands, okay? okay? All right. And it's something that I've wondered about. And the reason I've wondered about Church of the Highlands for many years, because, again, when it first started in Birmingham, you and I were on the air together at WDJC, and Chris Hodges, the senior pastor, 
came, asked if he could come on the show to talk about their first Easter mm. program. Right. And they were meeting at a middle school. You know, you know, you had all these other huge churches, you know, in, in Birmingham from Church of Brook Hills to Hunter Street to you name them. There are some really incredible churches in the Birmingham metro area. And here's this new church meeting at a middle school and they're inviting people to come to their Easter service. And I just thought, okay, you know, Hey, if let's go ahead, we'll, we'll talk about it, you know? And it grew. He explained how they started with like 45 people and yeah. how it grew. And whenever you see a church that is growing really fast, you know, it's because the people that are going there are committed to bringing other people, which by the way, the great commission, you know, <laughs> bringing people yeah. and, Oftentimes, uh, and this comes from both of us being involved in church um, for a long time, oftentimes in a church setting, um, we will look at youth and the kids and say, bring a friend to church, you know, bring a friend to the youth group, bring a friend to this or that. We don't say that to the parents and we should, yeah. we should because like our Larry Adcock once told me when he was speaking, I was doing a big lunch somewhere and he was speaking at a lunch somewhere and we were talking about it later in the day and he was speaking to a group of senior citizens and I said, Larry, really, is that what you do now? I mean, cause he was a senior citizen, you know? And he said, Dave, there are just as many people lost and dying and going to a devil's hell in rest homes as there are in junior high schools. And that really hit me, you know, it hit me hard because I hadn't thought about that. You don't think about, you know, Mimi and Papa down the street yeah. that aren't saved and don't know Jesus. They've never, you know, and I thought, what a great mission field, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Anyway, so Church of the Highlands, um, we were able to watch it grow and explode over the years and these campuses. And unless you go and become a part of it, you don't understand what it is. And um, it's really something special. But here's what the secret is, Mark. I've never been to a church that did not take on the um, attitude of the senior pastor. The senior pastor ends up being, you know, the the center of that church's universe in many ways. I'm not knocking it. It's just the way leadership is. You know, when you look at the way any kind of structure for a, a group meeting is, you have somebody who is the leader, you know, the, the one who is, there has to be. In any group of people, there is a leader. And then you have second-tier leaders, you know, deacons, elders, and going on down the pipe. But there, it's a pyramid, you know. They're all like that. Mm. And for better or for worse, the pastor, because when everything else goes wrong, you look to the pastor, you know, that's just right, the yeah. way the people are. And that person is the by default leader, even though that's not how it is even described in the Bible. Um, it's, he is the leader of the church. The pastor is the spiritual leader of the church, but the actual day-to-day -day goings on of the church, you know, from the finances to making sure the widows and orphans are taken care of and things like that. And, that's lay people. That's lay ministers. That's the deacons and elders or whatever you have in your church. That is that leadership's role. And in reality, the spiritual leader isn't supposed to be involved in those other things, but they are mm. because that's what we've decided over the years in most of our churches, not all. And again, just saying, and all right, let me just do this. The churches I have been involved in. Right. Okay. And that's probably the best way to treat this. Not all. Sometimes you have a pastor who um, I've been involved in a church where the pastor was really dynamic and was really an awesome believer and was wonderful in the pulpit. And a couple of the deacons didn't like the fact that he was becoming more involved than they were. And they got him out and got rid of the good guy. Um, the secret of the church of the Highlands. Scott Dawson once said, Jesus said, follow 
me. He didn't say follow my followers. Mm. And that's what we get in most of our churches today. People are following the pastor. They're following people in the church. And it's because they have not opened their eyes to, that's not my job. I'm supposed yeah. to follow Jesus. Yeah. And at Highlands, it's follow Jesus. Yep. Everything is about Jesus. It is not about Chris Hodges or any of the other. They are all, it, it really, you know, when you get down to it, yeah. it's an amazing thing. It's a very subtle difference. But as I walked away from it the other night, that was what I remember. I, it hit me that it, it, it isn't about the pastor. No, it's not. It's about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is about Jesus. And the fact that it is so, the Christmas program is so huge, dude, it's all about Jesus. It yep. is not about the church. Yep. It was not about Highlands. Yep. And it never is. It's never about Church of the Highlands. Mm -mm. It's all about Jesus and doing something. Mm -hmm. It's not about attending church and sitting in the same spot every week and singing the same hymns. And it's about serving. It's about worshiping Jesus. Yep. And that's the difference. That's why it has grown the way that it has. Because, and the reason people are pointing their bony finger of righteous indignation at it is because Church of the Highlands is doing something. Mm. And it's not about the people. It's about Jesus. So, and it hit me like right in the forehead the other night. Yeah. I thought, how many times have I been involved in church where it was not, <laughs> it was not about Jesus. Right. It was about me. It was, you know, yeah. And how wrong that is. So anyway, yeah. that was a thrilling uh, discovery, Mark. You it know, says a lot. It really that, was. It says a lot that the pastor of this, <clears throat> I'm air quoting mega church, um, yeah. takes a month or so off every year in the, in the summertime. Not just as a vacation, he takes a, a time off to retreat. He just, he's got to he's got to go recharge, and because he mm -hmm. leads, right? He's so he goes right. and he and he feeds himself. He he takes care of himself. Mm -hmm. He and his wife retreat for a little while, yeah. and the church buzzes along just like it always does. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Yep. It's not. It doesn't require mm -hmm. him to be there constantly oiling the gears. Right. Because it's set up properly. It works properly. It's and that's one thing. Unbelievable. One thing he says is that the local church is really the hope of the world because right. it's, it's, and it's because he's got the the right picture. It's all about evangelism. Mm -hmm. So, and if right. it's, it's going to be about evangelism, it's going to be all about Jesus. And that's what it has right. to be. Life radio. Dot. Pardon me, FM. <laughs> Both of us did that at the same time. Yes. You were muting, muting your mic, and I was busy just hawking in mine. That's right. Um, all right, so we saw the story last week about this giant hotel aquarium in Berlin. Right. That just went, wow, you know. Mm, yeah. It's like, it was like a Mission Impossible movie, you know? Where yeah, it was. got to get away, and boom. Uh, it's a huge aquarium. Uh, last Friday, uh, it, it just exploded, basically. Uh, it caused a wave of de devastation in and around the uh, Sea Life tourist attraction there. Glass and other debris were swept out of the building. It also th That building also contains a hotel and cafes. Uh, and millions of liters of water poured out of this 82-foot-tall aquarium shortly before 6 a.m. Um, it was set up at the center of the Radisson Blue Domaquery Hotel, part of the wider sea life attraction in the German capital. Around 1,600 fish were washed out into the streets of Berlin as the tank exploded, along with a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, a million liters of salt water. It was a big saltwater aquarium. Uh, it showered the hotel lobby with glass and decorations from inside the tank. 
Um, I've seen wow. pictures and they were, there were like cafes, tables, all kinds of stuff set up around the base of it or around underneath it below this thing. Mm-hmm. It washed all that stuff away. Um, wow. I, there's a lot of speculation about what caused it, but I have, I have since seen, uh, uh, videos, some other reports and they, it just, it, the glass shattered and it all just went at once. It just, mm-hmm. and it just all fell yeah. apart. There was an elevator that went up through the center of this thing. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whose idea was that? Anyway, um, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, the, the operators say the aquarium was the biggest cylindrical tank in the world. It contained fifteen to 1,600 tropical fish of 80 different species. And wow. just in literally in in the snap of a finger, it was all falling into the uh, lobby of this hotel. Man. Yeah. You know, it just, when I heard about this and I looked at it, I'm like, first of all, didn't know there was this aquarium. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Never heard of it. Now that I've heard of it, it looks like it'd be really cool. Oh, yeah. And then when Mark says elevator up the middle, I'm like, they're nuts. You know? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and before we really move forward um mark you know we have mentioned the arctic blast that is coming right and it is going to hit um like okay this time tomorrow morning um it's going to be it could be in the low teens maybe single digits in certain areas of where of alabama where we are yeah the thing is is it's going to affect what 40 percent of the country this arctic type Mm. blast yeah um, these, the cold storm, the Arctic stuff. I mean, I was looking at a thing last night from, I think Michigan or uh, Cleveland, Ohio area. And they're talking about the wind. They're expecting this storm, uh, to bring winds like 65 mile per hour winds Yeah, with snow, you know? Yeah. So, I saw somewhere that uh, they had measured, uh, so like someplace in Colorado, they had measured the, uh, the wind chill at 70 below and whoa. Yeah, and uh, that's the that's what we're facing coming our way. It won't get nearly that cold here. It'll get down, you know, it'll get down to ten or so at some point. Right. I'm looking at the extended for tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. Throughout the day, we're in the forty fifties, forties, into the upper thirties, and then by m- around midnight, it drops below freezing, and after that, it's just like a rock. It just goes down. Yep, and it well, goes down. When I saw a thing last yeah. night when I was looking at it. It said that we we could see a forty degree drop mm-hmm. in a matter of hours. Yeah, and when I was looking at the hour by hour thing, that's exactly what's going to happen. Right. I mean, it's going to be 50 degrees at 10 o'clock and 10, 10 yeah. hours, five hours later. Or yeah. You know? And it's not going to get out of the teens all day tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm looking or, at Saturday. And wait a minute. Yeah. I'm looking at Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's even, even into Saturday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're not, they're talking about not getting above freezing from uh, like this time when we go below freezing tonight, uh, you know, sometime in the middle of the night, it will not again be above freezing until Monday. Wow. And, the only thing that I was thinking about, not the only, but one of the things I was thinking about is on Christmas when you give kids, certain age kids, an outdoor toy, you know, a, a bike, a go-kart, something along those lines, it's always, for us, the weather oftentimes is right at that edge between, it's all, it's really too cold to be out there, you're going to get sick, yes, <laughs> yeah. we'll bundle you up, you can be out there for a little while, and you know, you worry, well, this is not that time, this is that time where you go, I know I just, you know, Santa or Papa bought you a brand new motorcycle, a brand new go-kart. This is the Christmas <laughs> you've always dreamed of. Yep. And now if you touch that, it's going back to the North Pole. You wow. cannot have it. You know, you wow, got to wait a couple yeah. of days. <laughs> and, 
you know, you can have a little, I, can you picture a 10 or 12 year old boy or girl yeah. that's always dreamed of their first dirt motorcycle, you know, wow. this motorcycle and yeah. you get up Christmas morning, you come in, you see it there and there's a sign on it. Do not use till December 29th, you know? <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mag show and you know mark when you're driving down the road um in a city area for example where you have a lot of stop and go traffic lights and people walking around do you lock your car doors just in case that somebody decides they want to jack your car yes okay i well i don't think it's a bad thing to do my mine automatically lock though that's really yeah it's when the when it hits when i hit 15 miles an hour you can hear it go ka-chunk all the door locks wow. pop. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's some kind of, I'm sure that's some kind of racist white privilege thing, you know, but anyway, well. it, it's one of these things that when, um, you, you know, the, uh, they being the powers that, that be always say, you should never, never fight a, a crazy person. You know, don't, if they want your car, give me your car, give me whatever, just <laughs> don't fight them. And I'm like, right, yeah. no, you know, I, I don't have a death wish. But I think 90%, and boy, this is the wrong thing to say. You should never fight off anything, okay? Mm. But theoretically, in my head, you know, because I'm still 10 feet tall and bulletproof, <laughs> I'm like, no, you know, you know, you know, you have to shoot me, mm. which is probably the wrong thing because they shoot me and throw me out. The problem mm. is, if they did, first of all, I'm dead weight, you know? Yeah. It takes me forever to get out of the car. That's true. So if somebody's already agitated and they're in a hurry and need me out, it ain't happening, man. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like, dude, you picked the wrong guy. I'm sorry. It's not that I'm stubborn or want you to shoot. I don't want to fight. Yeah. It's just you're going to have to give me a minute. I got a really bad back. It's not happening the way you hope. Mm-hmm. And, and if you really think my car is the ticket to your salvation, <laughs> good luck with that. You know? <laughs> but you're just never supposed to fight them off. But, you know, I right. do think like that, especially, you know, when I'm riding with the kids now, when I was younger, Mark, I was like the protector. I knew. No matter what happens, I am the last line of defense before anybody gets to my family. Yeah. Now, I'm just the detour. You know, <laughs> I'm like, you know. <laughs> so, and I guess it'll be this way until I'm dead. I mean, so, when we see an, uh, whenever there's a headline like this one, would be carjacker gets tables violently turned on him. Mm-hmm. This is some. I I want to hear more. I I just love these stories. Well, an alleged would-be carjacker got the tables violently turned on him in Manhattan last week as the individuals uh, the suspect approached turned out not to be just your average Joe, but a federal <laughs> DEA agency veteran who wasn't having a <laughs> bit of it. The DEA agent oh, wow. had finished the shift and was in his government-issued Jeep at a red light at 14th Street and 9th Avenue just after midnight when Zachary Bell approached. Get the bleep out of the car, Bell 32 screamed mm-hmm. at the agent. Uh, prosecutors said Bell then reached towards his waistband as if he had a gun. But the agent, ah. who's been with the DEA for seven years and is assigned to the New York Drug Enforcement Task Force, flipped the script in a hurry. The agent activated the vehicle's police lights, pulled out his gun, <laughs> hit Bell in the face, tackled him to the ground, handcuffed him, and called the cops. Love it. <laughs> Authorities said responding officers found a, a gravity knife on Bell, who was charged with attempting, uh, attempted carjacking and assaulting a federal officer. And see, I wonder about that charge because yeah. he didn't know he was assaulting a federal officer when he did it. So I got to, you know, I'm telling you that I don't well. think that one should stick. I'm not in favor of this guy getting off of anything, but well. it's like, 
at the time he thought he's just attacking middle-aged guy, not, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> anyway, but what is a gravity knife, Mark? Um, do you know, or do I have to Yes, Google I do it? know. It's, it's, uh, oh. it's a knife that doesn't have a spring in it. Uh, mm-hmm. so the, and it's got a little locking button that keeps it closed and keeps it oh. open. So it locks open okay. or it locks closed, but there's no, you don't have to fight with the blade to, to open it up. You just press the button wow. and the blade swings out. Uh, right. Like you, you hold know, it down. Whenever, and the blade, yeah. It's, it's not a switch blade, but it's right. It's close to it. Okay. When you get a teenage boy in particular, they'll always say, I wouldn't do that. I'd fight them off. You know, I'd yeah. never turn it over. I'd fight, you know, just so you know, um, the person who's willing to threaten your life over your car, they are at that point of, I got nothing to lose. They're yeah. just looking for drugs yeah. or money to get drugs. That's all they're after. Yeah. So that's true. You know, one thing you could, I've always thought would be fun would be to get some baby powder and put it in a bag. You make it about the size of a small, like a golf ball, you know, and say, dude, I don't have any money. I, this is the only car, but here have this eight ball of cocaine. Here you go. And you know, <laughs> he'd run off with that and you're safe. Uh huh. And later on he fell. He, you know what? Later on, he smells baby fresh. <laughs> well, everything smells baby fresh. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know what it bears repeating the weather is going to be a very serious issue for a lot of the country but you know while life radio is available all over the united states canada puerto rico great britain um we actually talk about being from alabama that we are actually in the great state of alabama if you are geographically challenged that would be in the southeastern portion of the united states of america and we don't usually get extremely cold weather, no. extreme being, you know, like what we're getting ready to have. We do get cold weather. It does get below freezing here. And we do get snow sometimes two times mm-hmm. or three times in a year. Mm. Um, it doesn't last long usually. Right. Um, and those days where it has, like uh, we talk about snowmageddon that happened, right. what, in 2015, I think. Yeah. And uh, then the the storm of 93, that was another one. But for the, and and by the way, what happened on those two events, if it happened in, you know, Ohio, they'd call that lake effect snow, not right. a big deal, go to school. Right. For us, shutting everything down for about a week and a half. And that's <laughs> just the way it is, you know. Yeah, up there, um, it's like, it's but, only two feet deep. Get out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here, it's like. You it's know, half we, an inch. Lock everything down. <laughs> right. If it, if it, you know, it's going to be cold and there might be moisture on the bridge. Mm-hmm. We can't have school today, you know? Right. Yeah. That's just the way it is. But anyway, and make, they make people make fun of us, but you know what? It's just not something we deal with. Therefore no, we not. don't invest the money right. in buying all the stuff that one needs to keep roads clean. We yeah. just move on. So anyway, well, we were looking um, during the music, we were looking at the, at the, actually this, this weather, because it, it's, it's a bizarre weather event for us. And yeah. I was looking at the forecast for us, our area tonight, right. and the overnight low is nine. Hello, it's mm-hmm. nine. Yeah. And the chance of snow, snow, snow. 82%. Snow, snow. Wow. But now, not every, a big accumulation. No, right? no, it's not going to be. It's, it's like, this is the, the, the cold is coming in behind all the moisture. So we'll get some snow, but it's not going to be, you know, like shutting everything down tomorrow. Of course, if we're not here tomorrow, then you know I was wrong. <laughs> right. Exactly. The thing is, even a little bit of snow, because, again, because we are not suited for it, so even a little bit of snow can right. cause major problems. 
Um, we have problems with icing on the uh, trees and power lines. And so there's a big prep thing going on for us right now. And we have all day today to take care of getting things ready. But we, as a people, have to plan on not leaving the house for the next three days. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And that includes Christmas. So wow. I think the part about this that is frustrating, um, and I, I'm, it, you know, we all have, or most people have uh, somebody in their life who is getting up there in years. And you think this might be their last Christmas with us, you know, because we never know. And yeah. This Christmas might be the one where you just don't go because it is so cold. Mm. And so just, I'm telling you, bear in mind that this is one of those things where it's going to be very cold. It's going to be deadly for some. If Mm. you have senior neighbors or whatever, just keep track of people, you know, yeah, actually care about them. And, uh, it thankfully, okay. And I mentioned, you mentioned snow and a little bit, thankfully we don't have that really in the forecast because if you can imagine a snow issue on top of the low, low temperatures, mm. it could really be bad. It could. And, uh, so hopefully that's not what we're going to be experiencing. I don't think so. Except at Mark Congleton's house. <gasps> Mark. Yes. <laughs> do you remember that time when they did snow and where you and Jane were living at the time mm. you were up on that hill and there was like this part <laughs> of the road. It yes. was just like a hundred yard spot, uh-huh. but it was in a curve yep. that was it. And it was in the on shade. And you, hill, yeah. yeah, you and you could not get out, nope. and everybody's like, "Why is Mark not here?" And it's like, "Okay, I've been to his house. I know it. Yes, <laughs> that it's hill. Like he can't, that yeah. hill should have been illegal, <laughs> you know. It's yeah. just, but yeah, yeah, and it was. It was a. It was a place on the. And this particular place, they had actually, uh, they had used concrete. You know, concrete, not asphalt. Yeah, they'd use concrete, Concretia. and and they had they had actually cut ridges into it to give you better mm-hmm. traction because the the hill was so steep. And I hit yep. that spot in my big Dodge Ram pickup truck, mm-hmm. and it's just like, hey, look, we're going sideways because <laughs> the truck so slowly turned around and faced uphill mm-hmm. as I slid, and yep. I it was a Man. scary, scary thing, and I was stuck. I couldn't move from yep. there for hours, but. Uh, but when he was out, the thing is, everything's dry. You know, everything oh, yeah. in Birmingham was just fine. Everybody else is at like, work. What you, how is Mark stuck? He can't come in. Come on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, guys, yeah. I, anyway, it was <laughs> funny, a, though. One icy spot. <laughs> one yeah. icy spot that I that you couldn't see, you know? Yep. And so Mark was stuck for a week. Uh <laughs> radio.fm it's the mark and mag show and um it's festivus eve uh, yes. just so you know i mean it is uh, as we as we do the program um <laughs> you better get the uh you better get the pole out of the crawl space like today, today yes. because tomorrow yeah. you're not going to want to do it after midnight tonight that's just right saying you know, and i was thinking if you were, right. we were talking about the possibility of being stuck in the house for a couple of days mm-hmm. but just because of the cold that sort of a thing yeah that brings a whole new level of appreciation to the airing of the grievances because <laughs> <laughs> if you've been trapped in the house with people for a couple of days you've got to you got some problems you want to talk about, you know, <laughs> tell you what, Mark, what we ought to do just because it's crazy. We need to go ahead and get our festivus re- stuff ready. So, yeah. because tomorrow's too late, we got to give you time to prep for it. Tomorrow's <laughs> festival. You're so right. Yeah. We will get that for you in just a couple of minutes. So, <laughs> okay. If you uh, want to get caught up, we'll do that for you. And uh, that way you will have a chance to get your poll and, and realize the other things you have to plan for. If we hit you tomorrow, it's too late. You're going to be focused on how cold That's it is. That's so. true. Yes. <laughs> I just, you know, what's really weird though, 
is that we all have somebody in our life who is, uh, and it's usually female. Okay. That's always cold. No matter what it is, they're cold. In, in our case, it used to be LaDonna when LaDonna and I were engaged. And I mean this, Mark, um, I went to her office one day and it was during the winter. Okay. Uh, but it wasn't that cold outside. <laughs> I mean, it was jacket weather. I opened the door to their office and it was like an oven. I mean, <laughs> holy moly. And I really, and I talked to her about it. I said, how can you stand working? In, and her poor boss was a big old, he, he was a Mark and Mac guy. Okay. He yeah. was, he, he, he shopped at big and fat yeah. and bless his heart. He had <laughs> just sweat pouring down his face. Oh my <laughs> word. And I thought, then I thought, Hey man, I can't do this there. You know, I'm normal. I don't, I don't have extremes like this. I mean, this is, I can't live like that. If somebody is, you know, their hot nature where they always have the air on, that's yeah. one thing. You can add a sweater. You can't peel off skin. Right. And it bothered me. Well, thankfully, LaDonna got pregnant right after we got married. I mean, within a couple of months, she's pregnant, and her body clock changed. Right. Everything changed yeah. so that now she was not sensitive and uh, <laughs> to the heat and or cold, rather. That was great until Hannah came, you know. Mm. Once Hannah hit about 20, 21 years old, all of a sudden, she's always cold. I'm freezing. I don't know what time it is, and I'm freezing. It's like, holy <laughs> moly. And, uh, you know, Braylon will come over to visit, you know, and, and he'll be, he, he, she dresses him the way she thinks she should dress, right? Mm -hmm. Well, he's a seven-year-old boy. He's not freezing all the time. He right. can run outside in his underwear and be comfortable. Right. And he yesterday he came over, and he's got three or four shirts on, all of them long sleeve thick shirts. He looked like that kid in that Christmas story in a movie. Right, yes. Can't put his oh. arms down. Yeah. And sweating and just near tears. I'm like, dude, come on. I'll cut you out of that mess. But anyway, so do you want to wear that's, that? That's what we're getting ready to go through. You look like a pink nightmare. So, um, there you go. <laughs> the bunny rabbit. So coming up, we'll get you ready for festivals. We'll break it down for you. Mark has put the stuff together so you will understand how to truly celebrate Festivus next. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, um, you and I have made jokes about Festivus, yeah. you know, for a long time. Yeah. And when you get right down to it, Festivus, um, it was something we heard about through uh, the Seinfeld episode about Festivus. Right. And uh, it was just, I'd never heard of it until the Seinfeld show. Right. And ever since then, and at first I didn't pick up on it. It was a couple of years in, you know, before I ever caught on to this, like when is Festivus December 23rd, what is it? So <laughs> we have the explanation. Right. And it all goes back to a story told by, uh, George Costanza's dad, uh, Frank, when, when, uh, Kramer asked, what's this about your holiday? Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had. But so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> that must have been some kind of doll. She was. <laughs> and at the festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back, 
I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> only, only the writers of Seinfeld would start it off with, I was buying a doll for my son. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're going to try to get the day off, I, Harry, I need the 23rd <laughs> off. Hey, I hired you to work during the holidays. This is the holidays. But it's Festivus. What? You know you're infringing on my right to celebrate new holidays. That's not a right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Now, there are certain things with Festivus, Mm -hmm. you know, the uh, and and one of those that I I don't know if he breaks it down there. If you did it um, of of airing of the grievances and all that, you Mm -hmm. know. There's the airing of the grievances and the feats okay. of strength as well. but That's what it was. Feats of strength is what I couldn't remember. That's right. But as far as the airing of the grievances goes. Welcome, newcomers. <laughs> the tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> wow. All right, now. Is that done during dinner, after, or before? I think it's after dinner, if if okay. I recall correctly. They're all around. They're sitting around the the dinner table, and okay. he and he stands up after right. that. <laughs> it's been a while since right. I've seen the episode. Yeah, I know. So after the airing of the grievances, and hmm. uh, now when when do we get into the feats of strength? Um, I think it's after the airing of the grievances. Yeah, it, okay. I don't think it's clear, but <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It's made up holiday, right? Yeah. Wow. Let's see. Um, let's see. I've just pulled up a thing here. The, you've got, there's okay. some, there are five steps for celebrating, right? First, you need All to right. get a Festivus pole. Search the home for an aluminum yes. pole. It has to be aluminum because you want it to have very high strength to weight ratio. Um, <laughs> decorations are <laughs> distracting, so leave the pole in its plain and unadorned beauty. Sure, you can buy your own Festivus <laughs> pole from places like festivuspoles.com. It's a real place. <laughs> uh, but it's really better if you make your own. Non-commercial is the true spirit of Festivus. Second, prepare a Festivus dinner. Meatloaf is the key to stay true to the Seinfeld episode. It should rest on top of a bed of lettuce to celebrate Festivus in the appropriate fashion. <laughs> Third, air your grievances. At the beginning of Festivus dinner, force all your guests to listen to all the times they've disappointed you this year. It's a really healthy ritual. (laughs) Apparently, even Senator Rand Paul has tried it. Um, Fourth, join in the feats of strength. As the host, you'll want to test your strength and wrestle one of your guests. After all, the two of you did just enjoy a very protein-filled dinner. Festivus is not considered (laughs) over until the host is pinned to the floor. A guest can only decline the challenge if he or she has something more important to do, such as working a double shift. <laughs> and finally, number five, call the call all slightly non-routine events Festivus Miracles. <laughs> you carried all your groceries into the house in one trip. You took the subway for the first time, and it didn't smell. You ran into your friend wow. you've been meaning to call at the local coffee shop. All these are excellent examples of Festivus Miracles. Be sure to exclaim loudly and proudly when you realize it as such. It's a Festivus Miracle! <laughs> <laughs> and that, in a nutshell, is Festivus. All right, Mark, you said festivuspolls.com was real. Mm-hmm. So while you were reading those off, I went to it. Yeah. It actually takes you to a, a company called Wagner. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-oh. And when you, no, when you go to Wagner, it has festival polls, festivus polls, and this is what it says. 
Wagner wants to help you air out your grievances this holiday season by manufacturing high-quality aluminum Festivus poles. Festivus is a secular holiday introduced on an episode of Seinfeld in December of 1997 where all the characters gathered around the Festivus pole and aired out their grievances of the past year. Our Festivus poles come in a tabletop version as well as 32-inch desktop and 72-inch full-size with bases included. Shop That's the great. perfect gift today <laughs> your, for your Festivus non-celebration. Oh, boy. There you have it. I've got to file that one. Let's see. They've got the 72-inch version, including a base. It's $49.99. I, you know what? That is like a fourth the price of a basic pre-lit Christmas tree. So go get it today. <laughs> the Mark and Mac Show. Radio.fm, holiday version of the Mark and Mac show, straight up. Yeah. Just going to tell you, you know, we just celebrated Festivus for tomorrow, I mean, mm-hmm. the 23rd. Got your prep. Today's the 22nd. Yeah. yeah. Colorado police chase Cozy Coop. Mm-hmm. Cozy What's Coop Cozy is, Coop? Cozy Coop is one of those little cars, little tiny tot cars made of plastic that you give, you know, little kids. Oh. With the pedals in them and stuff like that, or they put their feet through the bottom and move around. That's what it is. It took me a few. When I read the story, uh-huh. I thought, what? And then it, yeah. it kind of makes sense when you know that. Police were spotted chasing a life-sized Cozy Coop through a Douglas County bike path in Colorado Saturday morning. The vehicle in question was a smart 4-2. You know, those little two-door cars, little city cars. It, was, <laughs> it had a wrap on it, made it look like the famous Little Tykes Cozy Coop toy which is in its original form is a kick-along toy for kids the stolen vehicle was the property of colorado tinting a local business specializing in tents wraps and paint protection films local resident kelly borchard spotted the chase as it passed by her backyard capturing footage of the hilarious vehicle fleeing from the cops the petite 4-2 is seen darting over a pedestrian bridge and through a bike path to attempt escape, with the driver likely hoping its small size would allow it to squeeze through gaps a police cruiser couldn't follow. The 4-2 gained a healthy lead over chasing police with this move, but following cruisers were able to navigate the obstacle and keep pace. While some have successfully fled police in Smart's humble little hatch, uh, this thief wasn't so lucky. Police later apprehended the suspect and recovered the vehicle. Wow. <laughs> it's so this, tiny. They figured, yeah, well, I'll just take it down the bike path. You know, <laughs> I feel like our, our life, it seems like has become a Benny Hill. Con- you, know. <laughs> you do want to hear the music, don't you? <laughs> yeah. It's just, <laughs> Oh God. Life radio. FM. It's the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, as we head into the holiday, and, and here's what we're looking at. A good day today, weather-wise. Mm-hmm. About midnight tonight, don't want to go outside for the next three days, maybe longer. <laughs> and uh, and you're looking at possible snow at your house, so that yeah. could be interesting. Yeah. And bottom line is uh, it is Christmas, and a lot of people are going to be on the road, you know, going from family to family, and it's going to be bitter cold. Mm-hmm. So make sure you know your what the pipes like at your house i was telling mark i've had to repair some stuff so i gotta go and add dirt and stuff to make sure right. you know yeah but yeah. also i haven't seen the warning about keeping a little bit of water running i haven't yeah. seen that suggestion i have has, has that changed now? i have oh, okay yeah, let you know have some faucets trickling 
you know, so, yeah. so the water is running through the pipes to keep it flowing, to keep it from freezing. I have seen right. that. So that's a good idea. Okay. I mean, like we said, this is something that hits our area very infrequently. It just rarely ever yeah. happens, but it's going to be like 10 tomorrow. So, right. <laughs> and, and you know what? And not going to be above freezing. The key is not mm-hmm. being above freezing for a few days. Right. And it just hits me. That's why all those people were out shopping yesterday. Right. I was just telling you during the music that yeah. I sent you that picture when I went to Sam's Club yesterday. There was the traffic was insane, and then right. everybody at Sam's Club, all of the aisles, all of the checkouts at Sam's Club were open, all of them, right. and they were all backed up down the aisles of the store. They mm-hmm. just it was just nuts, and I walked in the door and went. <gasps> wow, thank goodness I used the app because <laughs> right. you use the Sam's app with the, uh, the check and go. You're checking out as you're putting items in your buggy. So that's, you don't have to go and stand in line, but holy moly, lots of people yeah. out that's buying why. groceries. Yeah. And so now, you know, a lot of people um, do Christmas Eve at somebody's house, Christmas Day at another. That's and, true, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, just be careful. The one thing that I, I did notice, they were talking about bridges, you know, overpasses, mm. um, it, any kind of moisture. And, and there is the chance we get moisture in all this. And even though it's just, you know, it, there might be a flurry or two. Right. But any moisture on the bridges, it could be, you know, a bit of a mess. And just, you know, the things to be careful with. That's mm. really what it amounts to. Yep. Good golly, Miss Molly. I, I just, the, when you start looking at not getting above freezing for three days, right. come on, man. That yeah. is just not, that's not our world normally. No, it's not. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mag Show. And I, Mark, I meant to tell you this earlier and forgot. And I probably meant to tell you off air, but that's okay. Look, <laughs> Braylon spent the night with us last night. Oh, okay. We were, and we were having a blast, you know, just goofing around. I mean, he's out of school. It's Christmas. He's seven. This is like, you know, that is like the perfect Christmas oh, age yeah, for a little yeah. boy, you know. And it's always a lot of fun. And, you know, we enjoy having him anyway, just on a regular day. But you add in, you know, mm-hmm. the festivities of the holidays. Oh, and, yeah. Um, anyway, so last night, um, he just, he want, he likes to do, he likes to play games with all of us, you know, because he doesn't have brothers and sisters, okay? Mm-hmm. It's just him. And think about it. He's seven and he has the undivided attention of all the adults in his world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like showtime, buddy. I expect to see him come out of the, uh, out of the bathroom dressed like Don Ho singing tiny bubbles. Cause you know, (laughs) that's what I did when I was a little kid. Anyway. So last night he's, uh, he wanted to play hide and seek. And, uh, anyway, I had to be the seeker. Okay. So we added a little thing into it. When we play, we added Nerf guns. And so when the seeker, gets to have a Nerf gun and of your choosing. And the whole thing is, is that when you find somebody, you shoot them with the gun, right? The Nerf gun. Well, I was the seeker and I, Mark, I was trying. Okay. I really was trying. I couldn't find any of them. Wow. And I'm not kidding. And you know, it, there aren't that many places in my house to hide really. And anyway, so finally, and I was actually looking, I mean, I was really look. So <laughs> finally, I'm not kidding. LaDonna actually, finally she goes, Dave, please get me. I'm suffocating over here. She was hiding in the curtains. I never saw her. And, uh, I was <laughs> now Hank will help because you know, anywhere yeah. Hank, Hank right, wants yeah. Braylon. So I knew that if I could just get Hank, go, where's your buddy? Where's Bray? That he would take me to him. And he mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Hank brought me up into my, and the thing is, is Hank is standing there looking up in a closet and I'm looking up the same thing. I don't see anything. And I'm not kidding. I left the, I looked at everything. Didn't see, I go back out and Hank's like, dude, 
over here. <laughs> so three different times he leads me back to the same spot. Three different times. I don't see. Finally, Braylon got tired, you know, and he goes, Papa, I'm right here. I still didn't see him. That's funny. Yeah. So I've got, so LaDonna tells on herself. Braylon now has to tell on himself. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I gotta still got to find your mom. And he's like, Papa, she's right here. She, I was actually, she was breathing on me. She was so close. I didn't see her. So are you, are you having a relapse? Because, <laughs> you know, we did have a little problem with the double vision a while ago. Wow. Yeah, that was crazy. No, not having a problem. Just, you know, they just are good hiders and I'm a bad seeker is what it amounts to. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show mark there is a story and this is what it says the headline man is told he died eight years ago i'm feeling bad well, mark if i go to a meeting and somebody says hey dave you died you know in 2014 <laughs> Yeah. Dude, what, what's up? You know, mm-hmm. that would kind of freak me out a little bit. Yeah. Well, a 61 year old Romanian retiree went to authorities to have an ID card reissued because the old one had expired. But the clerk said, well, he couldn't issue a new card because not only had his ID card expired, the office had a death certificate showing that the man himself had expired eight years ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he managed to come up with some papers and prove he's still alive, but yeah that's sending the, there directly in front of somebody showing all your ids doesn't work right that's right excuse me this is me <laughs> wow kind of makes you wonder about romania you know yeah yeah was it the was it mark twain who said the rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated <laughs> live radio.fm the mark and mac show you know, as we uh, head into the holidays, and I, I guess we've been in for a month now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Starting to think of, you know, you think about those Christmases spent with family and loved ones, you know, in years past, and and who, you know, the people that are no longer with us to celebrate, yeah. and uh, that moment of quiet reflection. And I remember when uh, I was in Bible college, the uh, one of the professors he actually dealt with the uh, deaf ministry at the college, and um, we were talking about what do you do during the holidays. And um, he and his wife were such incredibly special people. But uh, they were talking about the differences of the different things everybody was going to do. Because, you know, the students were all going home to family or whatever. Um, and it's like you don't think about the professors. You know, what do they do? And he and his wife, um, they actually were traveling uh, to go to the mountains uh, to just spend time, just the two of them, away from all of the tinsel and lights, kind of like a David mm. Meese song, getting yeah. away from everything, you know, and <laughs> yes. just worshiping, you know, God in this, in, in the, and it's like they mm-hmm. had a cabin and all that. Yeah. And anyway, just, you know, you think about that type of a, of an environment, you know, and that was who they were. That is where they were and where their heart was. And I've always thought of what a cool thing, you know, to um, not talk about it, but to be it, to do that. And, uh, it just, it just changed the way they dealt with the holidays, you know? And I just yeah. thought, I wonder if they ever had kids, you know, cause they were young, they were young professors at the time in a very specialized ministry. Cause I always thought their kids would be like the, they would, they would just have had a unique upbringing, you know, mm. 
And then I remember the kids that, you know, when, when I was a kid growing up and how some children, you know, they had over the top Christmases, you yeah. know, that just, oh, and, and others who didn't. And do you remember that? Did you have some kid, you know, in your hood that just had, you know, Johnny has everything kind of Christmas? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. And Boy, just, the way you said it, yeah, man. I, yeah. I, well, and that's the thing is that you, it, that's the thing is I remember the kid down the street who always got the latest. The, I mean, if there was the. It's the, like the Red Rider BB gun of the of the year or whatever. It's, it's like right. the the bicycle everybody wanted. That kid always got it. They get oh, there yeah. was always that one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not bitter yeah, at I, all. Not at all. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but you and I were you and I were talking about something the other day, and it was like I realized um, my brother, bless his heart, you know, um, because he was a year and ten months older than me, and it's like because they had to balance things out, you know, but when you've got five kids in the family and they are, it, it has to be an equal, you know, everybody has the same thing in terms of what they got. Hmm. And my poor brother, like if he got something really cool, I got the version that was age appropriate for me. Uh So, whereas he didn't get a BB gun when he was eight, he got it at 10 and it was, you know, the pellet gun version. Well, I got a BB gun at eight or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't get it when I was, because he couldn't, but I do remember the one Christmas I spoiled for him. I mean, big time because we were the family that always, we opened one Christmas present on Christmas Eve and, uh, you know, being a little kid, Mark, <laughs> I hadn't learned the idea of saving the best for last. You know, I hadn't done that. And, uh, I was just, I was just a little kid and we had these big presents under the tree and it's, what is it? What is it? And I was, you know, anyway, so on Christmas Eve, that's the one I wanted to open. Mm. <laughs> and since Mike and I both had a same size box, we knew it's the same thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> they tried talking me out of that one. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they knew. You open that one, then the next day it's all like, oh, great socks. Oh, great socks. Yeah, oh, pretty great. much. Oh, that's... great. Underwear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all your Christmas is going to be. <laughs> and I did it. I did it. Yep. Every now and again, when my brother's telling that story, his little bright eye starts twitching, and I realize why he became a cop. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac Choke. Cruising along, singing a song, side by side. <laughs> there we go. All right. Alberta couple's home filled with dot, dot, dot. Yep. An Alberta couple filled their home with 133 decorated Christmas trees to raise money for a local animal shelter. Tom okay, Carroll. That's cool. Yeah. He said they first filled their red deer home with Christmas trees and opened the doors to the public about 15 years ago when they had 15 decorated trees in their home. The number of trees has increased every year to a total of 133 trees this year. They, uh, the pair says the tours they give are tree filled, uh, of their tree filled home, raise money for the central Alberta humane society and the current crop of trees, which are in every room of their home, include the garage, <laughs> including the garage that is include trees up to 12 feet tall. Many of the ornaments of on the trees were donated by friends, family, and members of the public. The annual event was dubbed Sophia Celebrates Christmas five years ago after the couple's beloved Chihuahua, Sophia, died after years oh. of health complications. Oh, man. I understand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to make fun and mock, but no, I understand. 
Man, 133 trees, dude. Wow. I, I had a problem with one. I, I, yay, yay, yay. <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago, we had a story about a woman who um, had trees that she decorated. You know, she put up a Christmas tree and she mm -hmm. loved it so much that she started decorating it for all seasons, kept it up all year long. Right. And yeah. just changed the decorations on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So they had like that, Christmas, yeah. then Valentine's Day, Easter and yeah. all around. And I thought that's kind of unique, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I knew somebody who just, the Christmas tree, decorating the Christmas tree was a thing that was just like, oh, great, it's that time of year again. And so what he did was he put, he put the Christmas tree in a big, one of those big lawn garbage, uh, those lawn garbage bags, the big, the yeah. big ones. He, he'd yeah. set the tree on the, on, in a bag, pull the tree up, pull it up around the top of the tree, tie it off, shove it in a closet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so he'd do that. It came time to decorate the, you know, to get the tree, he'd, he'd go to the closet, pull the tree out, take the bag off of it. There you go. <laughs> He's done. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that, that's it. I, uh, okay. Now I know what I'm doing. I'm that, yeah, that's brilliant. Well, you know, the bad part is I'm not good at it. I'm not good at decorating. I'm, yeah. I have no sense yeah. of style or anything. And right. so it's always left up to LaDonna. She should have been an interior decorator because mm -hmm. she just is amazing. And yet, I'm the one that really wants all this stuff up, right. but I can't do it. Yeah. She can do it, but it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's such pressure on her. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to do that. That's it. Me in the bag. We're going to do it. We've usually got the, the you know, we, we have a six and a half foot tree, a uh, pre-lit tree right. that we have had for 10 years or so. And every yeah. year I pull it out um, and uh, start setting it up and wonder if it's going to work, you know, if all the lights are going to yeah. work. Because, right. because if I could just see me putting it all together and plugging it in and the section in the middle won't come on, you know, mm. <laughs> so that cat had nine lives. Yeah. He just used eight of them. <laughs> Life radio FM, the Mark and Mac show, uh, preparing for a uh, Nanook of the North to make an appearance, you know, <laughs> Most kids waiting on Santa. We're waiting on Nanook. <laughs> Frosty the Snowman is coming in tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he will he'll bless his heart. Yeah. Never understood why Frosty the Snowman was sometimes a Christmas-type thing, you know? <laughs> I don't, I don't I mean, either. The guy's, he's a thief, right? <laughs> Steals the hat. That's right, and yeah. As Sheldon says, <laughs> something he's never brought account for. I mean, <laughs> he's a thief who, you know... <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me think again of John Panette, <laughs> one of our favorite comedians, talking about skiing. When his oh, friend, yeah. his friend, <laughs> friends bought him the white, <laughs> the white ski outfit, and put him on skis. They didn't put him on the bunny slope. No, <laughs> they put him wow. on Mount Kill John. <laughs> he winds up in a pile at the bottom, just a broken heap. Little children come running up and pointing. Frosty's dead. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's but... the reason you should never go on a diet, you know, or have, you know, just be fat. That's oh, okay. Oh, my. Yeah. Bless his heart. Killed anyway. him. He lost weight, lost part yeah. of his act. Yeah. Dad's career was over. Yeah. I, th I think probably his health was pretty damaged before oh, he yeah. started losing all that weight. But, well, wow, think about yeah. it, Mark. If you've been overweight, I mean, and we're not talking a little bit. We're talking about, an, uh, you know, mm -hmm. if you're over 400 pounds for a majority of your adult life, okay, oh, yeah. and you've yeah. dieted up and down, you've done damage. Oh, you yeah. know, there's, and even though you might have chosen a path of healthier living and all that now, and you, you know, 
it you still aren't gonna you yeah you're gonna have issues still yep. and it's just the way it is our bodies yeah, yeah, are yeah. just you know that's true so and that was it's not a reason yeah. to not diet and get healthy it's yep. just you know <laughs> yep i know I mean, there was a what if there was a plus size model who died in the last couple of days, and you know there's this this whole body positivity movement thing that's going on, mm-hmm. where these uh, where I'm just going to say it, fat people are latching on yes. and saying I'm beautiful any way I look, you know, right? And and the thing is that oh okay I got you, um, mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm with you, I love you. You may be beautiful on the inside, but you really need to take care of the outside, you know, right? And uh, yep. she's like thirty something, thirty two. She's rich. She's uh, relatively... Actually, she was thirty six. Oh, she was thirty six. Um, she was in her thirties. Yeah, she was thirty six, yeah. and she had a she had knee surgery, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what uh, led to her passing. Yeah. Um, it was a routine knee surgery, um, according to her husband. Yeah, uh, um, you know, she. This is the, uh, and I'm trying to remember. She was in. Um, you would recognize her, okay? Yeah. Um, actually, that's from a couple of years ago. That's what I'm thinking of. This one is from 2020. I apologize. Yeah. Um, it was the uh, actress that was in the movie Road Trip, a very large woman, and mm-hmm. she had uh, was a famous uh, plus-size model and actress, and uh, Mia Amber Davis. She died at 36 after undergoing just routine knee surgery and uh, that led to her death. And I apologize. I pulled that up, and, it, you know, yeah. plus-size model dies, and it has December, you know. Anyway, right. not her. You're talking yeah. about somebody else. Yeah, thinking about um, uh, Jamie Lopez. Oh, that's Jamie it. Lopez. That's she was, right. what, 37? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, yeah, and she's a Man. she's a large Marge. Actually, yeah. I think large There's, Marge would run from her. She's she's a you big know, big. Girl. I will tell you this: I have for many years um, said out loud and believe that we all are different. In mm-hmm. that, some of us are going to be a little bit on the heavy side. Some True. of us are going to be on a little bit of the thin side. You right. know, yep. and for whatever reason, in our world, it's perfectly okay to say something about somebody who's skinny. You know underweight mm. and to poke fun at somebody who is underweight, yeah. but not okay to poke fun at somebody who's overweight. And it's like the underweight individual might be trying to gain weight just as hard as the overweight individual is trying to lose. It. That's true. It's just, yeah. you know, but that's okay. And I'm telling you, it's not okay to mock anybody for their size mm. period. It's just, and there's nothing that makes it okay. Yeah. You just don't do it. Yeah. And, my mom was overweight when right. she was an athlete, when she was younger, as she got older, she gained weight. Mm. And I hated the fact that she constantly talked about her weight because it bothered her. She didn't want to be a big girl, but she was. Yeah. And, uh, it, it hurts my heart to think about how she thought of herself, you know, yeah, in a negative way because she was overweight. And it's like, look, you know what? If you're eating like normal, I mean, for real, if you're eating just like everybody else is and you're bigger, it's just the way you're made. Your, meta- your metabolism's different. You need to, and it's like uh, when, uh, when Jane and I got married, I weighed 140 pounds soaking wet, Right, <laughs> six foot one. I look, I six foot one, big hair. I look like a used Q-tip, but I mean, I was skinny, skinny, could put my knees together and see the floor between my legs. You know, just, I just skinny, skinny guy. And I've gained, I've gained a lot of weight since then. But the thing oh. is that as you age, your metabolism changes and you either adjust your life to to compensate or <laughs> you're going to gain weight. That's what it amounts to. There you go. Yep. But, you know, being body positive is fine. Just whatever you are comfortable with, you know? Yes. But, by the way, raise your children not mock people for what they look like. I mean, that's the end of it. You know, just yeah. stop. I, 
No, I don't know why people feel like they haven't uh, can say things that about that bully people. You know, I, I don't get it. I just, I does, you think it might have something to do with the internet where people just, yeah, the things that they would think now they put out there because yeah. a lot of it's anonymous. And, I think it's probably the case. Life Radio FM, the Mark and Mac show. Um, you have a story in front of you about a what nine children? Yeah. Is that what we're talking N- about here? Yeah, it's actually it, it's an amazing story. The world's only okay. non tuplets Nanu tuplets That's wow. it. So I feel like Mort for Mort. Nanu Nanu. Nanu tuplets Oh yes. my! <laughs> <laughs> nine babies born at the same time. They're all in good health and finally back in their home country of Mali. The toddlers who celebrated their first birthday in May of 2022 were born in Morocco and spent their early life there when it was recognized that their mother needed specialized maternal care during her pregnancy uh, that wasn't available in her home country. Though the babies were born prematurely and all weighed between one and two pounds at birth, they're thriving today thanks to the medical care they received in their infancy. Uh, all this was possible thanks to the mobilization of several doctors in Mali, the Malian authorities, and the medical team at the Ain Borgia Clinic in Casablanca. Um, this, uh, this mom and her husband made headlines when she gave birth to the children. At the time, doctors in the Moroccan hospital were stunned to realize she was pregnant with nine children because they originally thought she had seven. In May, wow. in May, Guinness World Records announced that the family had set a new world record for the most children delivered at a single birth to survive. What is that? It's a major award. <laughs> Shucks, I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a lamb. It looks like nine lambs. <laughs> <laughs> nine babies in the house at one wow. time. And wow. you're not running a daycare. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's nuts. That's just nuts, man. In a good way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings. Only on liferadio.fm.